Welcome to Grandiose Grammar. I'm Aoife, a grammar enthusiast and a lecturer at Phillips Universität Marburg. This week, I've got a really interesting topic for you. If you're new round here and in my grammar class, you'll have come across this in your reading. It's marginalia in your book, so you might not have paid too much attention to it. For the rest of you, I've been working on valency this week. And the really interesting thing that grabbed my attention is cognate objects. Cognate objects are objects of verbs that are intransitive. Let's start with valency, which is the simple bit, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty of this topic. When we talk about intransitive verbs, we're talking about verbs that do not take objects. So the valency pattern is subject plus verb. These verbs can take optional adverbials. And as a reminder, don't usually appear in a passive construction. Let's take a look at a couple of examples so you have a feel for what I'm talking about. The verb agree is intransitive. So we've got I agree, subject and verb. I could also say I agree with you and then I'd have a subject, a verb and an optional adverbial. Sit is another example of an intransitive verb. I sat or I sat down. And walk is also an intransitive verb. I walked, I walked to the park. So you get the idea. We usually have some sort of construction that's either subject and verb or a subject, verb and an optional adverbial. There's a very small group of intransitive verbs that can take cognate objects. That means they can take an object which is from the same word family as the verb. Now, I'm going to give you quite a long list of examples. I dreamed a dream. They sang a song. He laughed a cynical laugh. He died a peaceful death. She slept the sleep of the dead. You smiled a magical smile. They walk the walk, but do they talk the talk? She sighed a sad sigh. He danced a merry dance. Often these expressions are either idiomatic in nature or they're used for rhetorical reasons and are limited to verbs that indicate non-verbal expression and bodily actions. Now, you might have noticed that most but not all of the cognate objects take a modifier, a cynical laugh, a peaceful death, a magical smile, and so on. So how are the cognate objects viewed? Some linguists view them as a type of adjunct or adverbial, which modifies the verb. How did he laugh? Cynically, he laughed a cynical laugh. This allows us to interpret the noun phrase, a cynical laugh, as a modifier of the verb phrase, of course, this doesn't apply to the examples that don't include a modifier like I dreamt a dream or they sang a song or they walk the walk. Remember, we earlier mentioned that intransitive verbs don't occur in the passive. We could use a passivization test to check whether the cognate objects can become the subject of a passive construction. Let's try a few. A dream was dreamt. It's awkward. A song was sung is definitely acceptable. A cynical laugh was laughed. That's not idiomatic. A peaceful death was died is also not idiomatic. So this suggests that cognate objects which do not include a modifier before the head word can become a passive, but those that do include a modifier 
cannot. So the passivization test isn't watertight here. Some cognate objects can be the subject of a passive clause and others cannot. So where does that leave us? My friends, we're back to fuzzy grammar. Cognate objects could be viewed as borderline cases. Some of them may appear to actually switch the valency of the verb from intransitive to transitive, which is the case for all the cognate objects which do not explicitly contain a modifier, like I dreamt a dream or he walked the walk. However, that leaves the question of whether to view the remaining cognate objects as unusual adjuncts or adverbials, which aren't introduced by a preposition. It also raises the question of whether they're just a strange peripheral case. For anyone who'd like to delve more deeply into this topic, I've added a link to some further reading over on my website. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, feel free to contact me via the contact form on grandiosegrammar.com or over on Twitter. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.